3: Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, was the typewriter possessed or was it just grandma? This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, share your real ghost stories with us. We like to share them with everybody. You can call in 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can become a premium subscriber. And when you do that no commercials, advance episodes, and access to the archive. You can sign up today through Apple Podcasts, where you can try it three days free. Or you could sign up through patreon.com slash realghoststories, or go to ghostpodcast.com. I'm Carol Hughes, and Kathy Gordon's here today. How's it going? Oh my God, typewriter possession. I am
4: dying. Like, this is Awesome.
3: Okay, so before we get to the typewriter story, I wanted to share this story with you because I just saw oh. this headline the other day. Oh, oh, what's that? And it's the headline is, Woman urged to sell her house after opening suitcase she found hidden behind wall. That's, this is on Unilad. She found, and this is on TikTok, and she had recently moved into a 1960s home with her partner.
4: Mid-century modern. I uh, love. All uh, right,
3: I bet it's adorable. Um, so then they were left surprised. The couple was as they began to work modernizing their house, and it was full of hidden gems and character. Which sounds oh, amazing. Nice. Your your kind of house for sure. Mm-hmm. So while disco- while exploring their new home, the couple discovered a crawl space hidden behind two doors and a curtain. That's a lot of doors and a curtain. So they went in there and then she thought it was like a storage space, but then she noticed part of it was blocked off. So it says she grabbed a torch, but a my torch. guess is um, a they're flashlight. In the, they're in the UK. Okay.
4: They call them that. Because whenever curtain,
3: I right? hear torch, I, I'm like, she's like going in there with this fire.
4: <laughs> I know, but I think in, in the UK they call it it's flashlights. A torch. torches. Yeah. yeah.
3: So the woman spotted a silver rim OA. Suitcase. They look pretty heavy duty hidden okay. in the back. She said the brand is worth a decent amount of money. Nice. So then they wanted to know what was inside the suitcase. We didn't Absolutely. think it was a dead body. She said, um, there was no smell, no flies, but my dog came up and was acting a little bit weird. Here it is. It was just a sewing kit, pencil, some old sweets However, a smaller case, which was found inside the larger case, had a strange doll in it. Oh, dear. I mean, it's nothing from a horror movie or anything out of the ordinary, but it's a really strange doll. I think it could be a collectible. And it's a doll that looks like it's from the 60s in like a homemade crocheted dress. Okay, sure. So then everybody, big blue eyes, old-fashioned pink dress. Okay. Um, It was kind of creepy. And then everybody was like, sell the house, get out of it, get rid of the oh. doll. Other people are like, no, that doll is in there for a reason. So I don't know, what would you do if you found, if you came across a doll like that in a hidden suitcase in a hidden area of your house? That's kind of, I am kind of with them that, it's like when I found the crutches in my Murder, She Shed, all wrapped up in the black tarpy i don't know might it, it might just be trash bags for all i know but i left them because i'm like well they're all wrapped up back there and they're there for a reason so well, it kind of backer. sounds
4: like stuff from my childhood. I'll be honest with you. I had a little sewing kit that my grandma gave me. I had the the I had one of those little dolls that my grandma would have crocheted a dress for. You know, I would have. You know, I'm thinking this is some little child's suitcase that has some things that got left in there, and you know, people moved in and they just it got shoved behind a wall or whatever, and just put it back there and. You know, I don't think it's anything creepy. As a matter of fact, I think I would take everything out and put it on a little shelf and like just let it be.
3: I don't know how I'd have felt actually had I found those crutches in a crawl space in my house. Well, the crutches
4: are creepy. That's just some that's like a creepy thing. This feels like a little like a little eight, 10 year old girls things. Could be.
3: You know, like a and that got
4: left there in a suitcase and maybe they just spaced it off. Maybe she put it, some, you know, kind of put it back. And then over time it got shoved back thinking, you know, somebody moved in and thought it was some of their old stuff and just pushed it further back, you know, or whatever. And I just, I think that it's kind of sweet. So you'd have kept it? I think so.
3: I don't know what I'd have stayed done. right there. I don't know I what was, I'd have done. I would have to have just. I would not leave that house. Mm. They
4: found all kinds of lovely little treasures in that mid-century modern house. You know, I'm going to stay right there.
3: Exactly. It's like I've been looking for this house my whole life. I that's right. And now I got a little
4: friend. In a little crocheted dress, yeah. and she's going to sit right here on my dresser.
3: Now, maybe if she wasn't in an adorable crocheted dress, that looks like somebody handmade for her. Like, my grandmother made those. Yes.
4: You good. know? And so, I think it's kind of a sweet thing, myself. So, I had a little sewing kit, you know, that my grandma gave me. And what else was in that? Do you remember? Some sweets. What else was in that
3: So, it does sound like it could just be a little kid's suitcase. And she had a little suitcase for her little doll yeah i think it's just kind of a sweet thing so here is our first story today and this is from connie and she says that she lives in a small town in southern alabama oh my dog is barking can you hear him
4: just slightly but he's really cute and he's a good he's guy, really so. cute
3: so back to this story and hopefully my dog will stop stop barking um says, I wrote it once before about my experience with a window unit air conditioner as a preteen while I was home alone. I'm not sure if this story got read on there because I'm still in the catch-up phase. But writing this story stirred up some long-forgotten memories that, that I would like to share. I am not familiar with this story of the air conditioner <laughs> unit when she was a preteen, but now I'm kind of fascinated. I, I like, hope she writes I'd it back kinda again kinda like so hear we that can that story. Use it.
4: Yeah, bring um, it back.
5: You ever go into the wine store and have no idea what to get? And you go, well, look at this bottle. This is neat. And sometimes you get it home. It's like, well, that's a pretty spiffy looking bottle, but the wine's not uh, all that great. Naked Wines. Let me tell you about these guys. This podcast is sponsored by Naked Wines. They take all that guesswork out of it. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines. However... Often you'd like, for a fraction of the price you're going to normally pay in the stores. How do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard to your door delivery at up to 60% off what you'd pay at the store. By cutting out the traditional retail middlemen costs and markups, winemakers can now pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. As a result, you get exclusive access to hundreds of top-quality, award-winning wines and a huge savings, making Naked Wines... Perfect for any type of wine drinker. I love that their quiz matches you with the bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. And if you don't like something, their customer service can credit you back. They credited me for one that I wasn't so keen on, and let me try something else that I liked even more. You got nothing to worry about. Naked Wines has been around for over 10 years and funds over 90 independent winemakers with no commitments or membership fees, and you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. So go to nakedwines.com slash ghost and click enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in ghost for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just thirty-nine ninety nine with shipping included. That's a hundred dollars off and less than seven dollars per bottle. It's nakedwines.com slash ghost and use the code and password ghost to grab six bottles for just thirty-nine ninety-nine. One last time. That's nakedwines.com slash ghost code and password ghost for $100 off your first six bottles.
3: The first incident, because we have thousands and thousands of stories, so I'm not familiar with that. So if it got mixed into
4: something, we may or may not get it, but send it back in.
3: Oh it sounds pretty
4: fun. Okay, the, like,
3: Just a paranormal yeah, experience you know, with a window unit air conditioner. I'm fascinated. Yeah. So it goes on to say the first incident that came to mind happened when I was a sophomore in high school To give a little history, my parents and I lived very close, practically next door to my grandmother, who I always called Granny. She and I were very close for as long as I can remember. I believe we had a special bond from the start. My mother was very ill after giving birth to me and almost died. She remained in the hospital for several weeks after I was released to go home. My mom insisted that my dad continue to work to help keep the family on track financially as best he could So Granny took the reins and took care of me until Mom got home and was able to take over. Mom said that when she did get home from the hospital, she would hold me in her arms and I would start crying and wouldn't stop until Granny came to the rescue. From the time I was an infant until I reached school age, I stayed with Granny during the day while Mom and Dad were at work. When I started school, I would ride the school bus to her house and spend the day with her during all the school breaks and summer vacations. We remained close, but as things tend to go, as I got older and became a teenager, we weren't as close as we once were. I would still go over to visit or call her on the phone, but not as, much, not as much as I should have. Granny was getting older and having some health problems, and hospital stays became a regular thing. She had a couple of strokes and had become unable to speak, though she was conscious and it was obvious she still knew who everyone was. I went to visit her in the hospital. She was in ICU, and I told her that I loved her, and even though she was unable to speak, I know that she loved me too. I wanted to tell her I was sorry for not being a very good granddaughter lately, but I didn't. I can't tell you how many times I wished that I would have said that. I never got to see her alive again. Within the next few days, Granny died. It had upset me so badly seeing her so weak and frail in the hospital that my parents thought it would be best if I didn't go back to visit. When I went in and got upset, it made her upset, so that wasn't helping her either. Needless to say, I was completely devastated when I heard the news of her passing. I just wanted to see her one more time to tell her how sorry I was, but that wasn't going to happen. I was barely able to step foot into the funeral home to go to her viewing. My boyfriend at the time was with me, and my parents asked, To take, asked him to take me home because they were afraid I was going to pass out, cause a scene, I don't know, I was a mess. So my boyfriend took me home, and we were sitting in my room. Everything was quiet. There were only the two of us in the house, along with my cat, Punk, who was sitting quietly at my feet. There were no radios or televisions on. I was quietly crying while my boyfriend sat beside me, not knowing what to do, but being there for moral support when the sound of a bell chiming broke the silence. I think both of us knew what was making the sound instantly, but couldn't really fathom what was actually happening. In the same room where the air conditioner incident happened, I really want to know what that story was. I do too. The room right next to my bedroom, my mom had stored an old manual typewriter. She had gotten it as a gift from her father when she was a little girl. It was the kind that had the little lever that you used to return. I think that lever was actually called the return, I believe. I think it was, too. (laughs) Anyway, a bell would chime every time the lever was used, and that was the chiming sound we were hearing. We heard it chime three times. The boyfriend, the cat, and I looked at each other wide-eyed. The boyfriend looked at me and with all seriousness said, It was the cat, right? Hearts racing, we got up slowly, went carefully to take a look in the next room. There sat the old typewriter in the same place it was always in. There was nothing near it that could have touched it to make it chime. Nothing had fallen on it, and we were otherwise unable to explain it away. I really like to think that it was my granny saying goodbye, but I will never truly know. Thank you guys for everything you do, Connie. Hmm. I think that's interesting. You know, and a lot of people don't really they've never experienced a typewriter but you would be typing along and you get to the end of the page to the right side of the page and it would ding you to warn you that you're because if you keep on going you're going to type right off the page and those Mm -hmm. old ones then you'd have to reach up with your hand and push it back and then you'd start typing again and Mm -hmm. push it back and So that dinging sound is very recognizable if you're familiar with typewriters. And how it could ding three times, I have no idea if no one's touching it. And it it. sounds like a little bell. Yeah, it does. It's a bell sound. So do you
4: think the Angel got her wings?
3: Oh, oh, my favorite movie, It's a Wonderful Life.
4: Yeah, that's what it sounded
3: like to me. When a bell rings three times an Angel gets its wings.
4: Yeah, maybe Grandma got her wings
3: you know, and this is the thing, like with a story like that, you will never, ever, ever, ever know. There's no way you will ever know what that was all about, why it happened, how it happened. You'll never know. I think we can rule out the cat.
4: Yeah, I don't see how a cat does that. Mm -hmm.
3: But I think you go with your heart in a situation like that, you know, and and there's two things. There is another thing that She said she was upset about, you know, the way she had treated her grandma. She was being a typical teenager. And you're too cool to hang out with your parents or your grandparents. But I'll guarantee you, her grandma knew. Her grandma Mm -hmm. knew how much she loved her. Oh, no question. And I think that was her grandma saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said. Angel getting her wings. That's what I think. Uh, I'm going with wings. I actually think it's a really beautiful story. I do, too. But I'm really sad that she had to go home after all of that, and couldn't and couldn't even hear uh, stay for the whole service. That's, but you know, if it's hard,
4: it's really hard. You
3: know, I, um, I was just trying to think. I think for the
4: large part in my life, I've been able to tell people I love them. You know, before they died, I felt like at peace with what's happened I feel bad for people that lose somebody quickly or unexpectedly and don't have that chance yeah you know and I felt like maybe she didn't quite get that chance to to say what she wanted to say to her grandma so that there was that little bit of you know unfinished you know business that you want to you want to take care of something you know and so I I kind of think maybe grandma was just Hitting the return and telling her that it's okay.
3: I do too, you know. And that's another one that we would have questions about. Like, has there been other paranormal activities? Is there other things that have happened? Well, there in was the house?
4: an air conditioner situation we that don't we don't know, don't know the story. about. I want to know about the air. Con- Please write back with the air conditioner, uh, Connie. Because I'll
3: never find it in the millions of stories we have. I'll never find it. But yeah,
4: but write back and let us know about that.
3: There might be a way I can find it. I'm going to see if I can. Okay, here is our next caller.
2: Hey, guys. I was listening to a a show you did um, about astral projection. You guys have been kind of going back and forth on that, and I've heard it in a few other episodes you've done. Um, I do want to let you know, based on my experience and experience of others that I've met, it is very, very, very much possible, and... Not easy, per se, to do, but um, it's not hard either. Um, I've had experiences. I've done it. I've had friends that have had experiences. Um, There's one that can do it at will. Um, I mean, it's very – it's easy to understand how to do it. Um, The other thing is actually doing it. But I do believe in astral projection. My thought process, is: you were talking about haunting your parent's neighbor, um, Tony – I feel astral projection comes into play when uh, you have a connection with that person or with a uh, um, a son or a grandma that lives you know a ways away and you want to see her you guys have done stories like that in the past as well I believe it's all based on connection that's that's how I feel about astral projection if you're not you know your heart's not connected um it is very, very much harder to be able to do that. Um, and then I also had another question, if you guys wanted to answer this. Um, I have a good friend of mine, and we've known each other for a number of years, and we, we seem to have a connection. We're not related. We're not um, any of that. We seem to have a connection that uh, is very, very odd to me. I'll just tell you this quick bit and you guys tell me what you think. Um, there's nights and days and whatever that, um, I'll be thinking of, you know, thinking about this person and, uh, you know, hey, I wonder how she's doing or, you know, whatever the case. And there's other days that, man, I hope she's okay. Like, I'm, I'm worried about her and I have no reason to be, um, at that moment. And the next day she'll call me, say, hey, um, uh, I felt, I felt the need to call you, you know, yesterday, this and this, and this happened and I went, Holy crap. And that's why I felt, you know, very, uh, terrible feeling for her or about her. Um, and this has happened 20 times, probably in the last five years. And it's, it's just weird how this connection we have. I mean, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, love the show. I just started listening It's been about a week or so. I'm a security guard, graveyards. So it's really very fun to listen to what you guys have and what you bring um, to the show. Good luck, guys. Um, Look forward to hearing in the future. Thanks.
3: So what do you think about all of that? Because the astral projection thing, as we've talked before, is kind of a hard concept for me to wrap my brain around. But I've talked to people who have done it. Okay, do you think like his his idea about being connected to a person, you can kind of astral project to that person? Okay,
4: you and I sometimes have real different opinions about astral projection. I think it's totally possible. Mm-hmm. I think people can do it. I think people can do it and no, don't even realize they're doing it, you know, that it's you know, because I've I've heard stories of people saying I saw you at the such and such and they're like, "Uh, no, I was home asleep. You know, I think that this could really happen. And I'm not so sure that it personally, I don't think it has to be wrapped around or tied to wanting to see someone. I think that people can project out into the world from when they're asleep. I think they can. I, I, I think they can. Now, the other situation that he was talking about, yeah, I do think there are connections between people. Oh, I do, too. Um, and sometimes I it is not unusual for me to, you know, all of a sudden I dreamt about someone last night or all of a sudden they pop up in my mind and I get a feeling and I think I need to call them. I need to talk to them. And I do. I reach out and nine times out of ten, something's up. You know, they'll go, oh, my God, I needed to call you mm-hmm. because da, da 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 you know. And,
3: and I think there are just certain people in this world that you have this really strong connection with. Like my, my friend James is like that. The, the day I met him, I remember it, meeting him, and I knew, I knew he was going to be my best friend. Like he didn't have a choice in it. We were going to be best mm-hmm. friends. And it's been mm-hmm. more than twenty-five years. We're best friends. We have been for twenty-five years, but it was just like it was weird. It was like I met him and knew mm-hmm. this was a strong connection I would always have with this person. Mm-hmm. And and I think that some people you can pick up because you're so close too. That it I makes think there's it, that,
4: but sometimes it even happens with me yeah. with people that I'm not that close to. Yeah, that I will just. You know, have some sort of premonition or feeling or dream about them. And I think, you know, or, and then maybe I don't do anything, but then I get some news about them, Mm
3: -hmm.
4: you know, like they'll, something happened to them. And I'll be like, damn, I've been thinking about them for two days, you know, and now all of a sudden I find out that such and such thing happened, you know. Um, I think we're, I think we are very connected.
3: I, do too. I think I th- we
4: have connections um, with a lot of people. And I, I think we're more connected than, than than we're not. Let's put it that way.
3: And especially so sometimes with certain people. Mm-hmm. Like you can get, you might be able to pick up on something. Like we had an episode the other day where the woman, uh, she had the dream. And it was someone she didn't even know. And, like, like, should you get this message to her daughter? I don't know. What do you do? Mm-hmm. I just think some people, too, are more in tune to that. I don't think everybody can do that. Right. But definitely I think there's some people who have that ability. Yeah. very right. It's yeah. a very interesting topic. Mm-hmm.
4: I love it when people call in with just with their thoughts about like astral projection or connections mm-hmm. or things like that, you know, it doesn't always have to be a ghost story. It can be, you know, your thoughts and kind of helping fill in some ideas too.
3: Sorry, my cat is being so crazy right now. Like he is literally, he was just chewing on my microphone. I have been mean, this whole time I've been trying to back him up. <laughs> oh, oh, no! Oh, he did.
1: It. <laughs> oh, it's.
4: Oh,
3: oh, oh. That's it. That's it. This is Real Ghost Stories. <laughs> oh, no. That was my cat. <laughs> oh, God, I love that cat. Um, yeah, that's funny. Okay, well, that cat. if you have a real ghost story, a cat story, or astro projection story, we'd like to hear it. It's 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can also become a premium subscriber, no commercials, advanced episodes, and access to the massive archive. Sign up through Apple Podcasts, where you can try it three days free. You could also go to patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. And for all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for listening.
2: This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus.